production because we don't have an intern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Northern Beaches number one podcast. You're listening to The Whip. My name's Zach, here with Elliot. And today we've got a really exciting guest, all the way from the Tawny Frogmouth. Can I make some round of applause, Elliot, for Liam? Thanks for having me. Number one podcast on the beaches. There we go. You say it so often, I believe it. Exactly. Cut. (laughs) End of the episode. Well, guys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and check out the Tawny Frogmouth. Where's the best ways to find you guys? Um, If you've got a letterbox, basically from (laughs) about 50 metres south of here, not Hopefully a, you get one. Not a bit. Not an Eleanor though. There's there's about four hundred in Eleanor, but there's fifty thousand mags that hopefully land in a lot of letterboxes. Um, I recognise them. Yeah, from the design. We're committed to the print, but there is an online version, but it's it's a shadow of the. Uh, and then we'll have the Instagram and stuff on our page. Yeah, come up right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, right now. Yeah. But uh, how's your new year been? What's been going on? Yeah, well, we do. We take a February month off, oh, so I've sort of okay. had some downtime. So we do 11 a year, the Tawny Dozen. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little bit rusty, maybe, because I sort of had some holidays. Big holidays? Did where'd you, where'd uh, you go? No, just just Fairlight, the Fairlight Massive. So oh, okay. Mrs. Frogmouth, our little baby who's almost three, all the grandparents who all live in Fairlight. So oh, okay. you'd been at Delwood or Delwood, the yeah. aquarium that's been like all TikToked up now. No, I'm just hanging there. Haven't been to Delwood since year nine Gabbos. So <laughs> <laughs> I was probably one of the people you were telling to shut up. But um, yes, you've obviously have the magazine, have the business. How did you get started with wanting to do this? And on top of that, how did you get the name? Oh, nice. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, I'm much older than you guys. So I'm 43. Okay. And I originally just loved surfing and I'm not from the beaches, grew up in Balmain. And then my first job was at DY with Jeff Pross, who's a bit of a – he was the physio for the Seagulls back when, like, oh, yeah, okay. cement and, you know, cliffy lines and stuff. Yeah. So I worked for him for a couple of years as a physio. And then I didn't like people whinging all day about their bad back and bad neck and stuff. And Especially so I was too negative. I was too negative and it sort of wore me down. Yeah. And then, um, but I was young enough to sidestep into a global markets traineeship with an investment bank yeah, and wow. started trading um, gold and silver and – then got a job with a Swiss, very nefarious Swiss trading company. That that's what that book's based on. Um, trading copper and oil, and and then um, haven't done that for like ten years. Wrote a couple of screenplays and books and stuff. And then the Manly Daily decided to stop printing. So that was like the catalyst, May twenty twenty. And then a monthly mag is much easier to do than a daily newspaper. Yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. Um, but years early, my stepdad's a twitcher. A bird watcher. Yeah, okay. Loves it. And I'd seen a tawny frogmouth on the tree at Fairlight. And it just, I was like, what the hell is that? It was during the day. I was sort of pretending to be asleep and it was staring at me. So I took a photo and message to my stepdad. And he's like, that's a tawny, you know. They do this, they do that. And then when the mag came up, it was like the best icon because it's sort of camouflaged. It's just watching everything. Oh, so it's like, trees. You, oh, so it's like a metaphor. It's like a metaphor. And then yeah, okay. it actually... um has such a when it opens its mouth, big bright yellow like a Venus flytrap. Yeah. Um, so it's got a big bright gob. Um, so it was just so perfect. And then also, I'm just delivering all these mags. If it just said, you know, Northern Beaches Gazette or something, yeah. a lot of people just go, Fuck yeah, that. no, you need to. So yeah. it's stupid. They go, who the hell is this idiot? Oh, this is good. And, yeah. You know. So you obviously came up. What made you want to do the magazine though? Like, did you more see it as like, like obviously you like writing with the book and stuff, which we'll get to. But did you basically want to keep writing or was it a half a bit like 
Because like it sounds like you've been in the investment banks and stuff. Was there a bit of it where you saw like a business opportunity too? No, like both. So I feel like I'm a commodities trader. It's like yeah. in my blood. And it's like everything's a commodity, you know, really. Yeah. And so when the Manly Daily, which had been around since 1906, just gave it away. Um, there's a few other people like um, with Manly Observer, Northern Beaches Advocate. Peninsula Living. Peninsula, well, they've been around for like 30 years. They're still oh, wow. going? Yeah, yeah. Um, but a few things sort of in the wake of Manly Daily, like just this vacuum. Um, but the print's very expensive and, you know, time-consuming to deliver. We've got 75 little foot soldiers. The very first one, I'm sure about the first one, me and my stepdad like delivered all of them. So I know pretty much every letterbox. How long did that take? Oh, like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Progress <laughs> overload. Yeah. Oh, because the first one was like a real trial run. And basically, if you'd been a friend of mine with a business, you would have got a free ad in that mag. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, right. Just to prove that it could work. Um, but yeah, like a business because like it's positive news. It's not clickbait sort of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Because it's for print. It gets delivered to people's homes. And you might read like a more uplifting story. And so from the screenwriting, that's the only formal training I've got in writing is screenwriting. And so it's more illicit emotion like who who is lord zach what drives him <laughs> did you zach. two meet under the narrow beam bridge i mean who, what's going on basically basically cold lonely yeah um, uh, drunk <laughs> <laughs> but so all the stories are more like if you read the mag today when it comes out or in 10 years time hopefully it's got like story value yeah whereas news is like there's a car crash Something happened, you know. and Northern it, Beaches Advocate. Well, it's more like, and that's good for online, but it has no value a day later. Yeah. And so with a print mag, I'm got, I'm always like eight weeks ahead trying to plan. It's also. And so I can't really have like scoops or anything because. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah um, for sure. It's also depressing AF, the news oh. these days, so. Well, I find like people love the, the positive angle because. Yeah, for sure. The news, and I'm like a media baron now. Yeah. So I know how it works. Yeah. Um, the clicks. You get clicks from just hectic, depressing stuff. People can't help but click on it. But then you sort of get this weird vision of society, humanity. So when the mag turns up and goes, oh, no, these legends are doing this. This is happening. There's a really cool cover artist. You sort of have a bit of like, oh, you know. Positive, like. Everything's uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, positive feedback. Yeah. Um, you, you like surfing and stuff, right? Yeah. Did you get any influence off like Trucks magazine? Oh, and totally. stuff for these? Because yeah. they are like, yeah, I'm getting like major Trucks magazine. Well, okay. Tracksmag, I want to do a story because there's a house at Whale Beach, which that was their HQ yeah. in like 1972. Um, that cover there, the January one, that's actually the Mad Magazine editor. Okay. So the, that? the one with the Christmas beetle there. This so a big shout out for uh, Monkeybox666 DJ at uh, DY. He was the creative director and editor of Mad Mag. Which, really? You know. That's so, a, and he's just. That's a, a throwback. That's a <laughs> Mad Magazine's a name I haven't heard in a long time. But say like all the little gimmicks and stuff with print, you want to try and have funny stuff. So when you open the page, you don't really know. It might lead somewhere a bit funky. Yeah, like bit not all, I shouldn't say that's a guarantee, but there's funky stuff in there that you might, you're reading something all of a sudden, you go, oh, cool. So. Yeah, for sure. So like you started in 2020. When did you like realize like, oh shit, like I'm actually like, this actually has got a bit of a tra- bit of traction and is actually making progress. Because obviously COVID wouldn't have been easy, would it? It's sort of, so I knew it was it was okay because people started wanting to pay money to buy in in the oh, right. in the yeah. second issue. Like actually, because I've had other mates with startup businesses and they haven't actually been paid by anyone for like eight years. <laughs> 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 Where's the <city> on two? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, no. We well, yeah, one in three months. Oh, true. One in three months. One, and we've got free clothes. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I would say when you actually issue an invoice from your own business and people are going to pay it, like, how good's that? Yeah. Rather than just giving money to the, to the universe. And so, but then the second issue, it literally, I pressed print and went down to the stain to watch the ashes and then the Avalon COVID cluster oh, that yeah. night yeah. went gangbusters and then everything was shut down. Had like a brief shutdown, then a massive shutdown later. Yeah. But no one noticed because there was no stories about COVID. Like everything else in the media was obsessed with COVID. We okay. barely spoke about it ever. But nothing locally. Yeah, so that mag say it went to print, say the 15th of December and we start delivering it around just after Christmas. Everything else in the media was obsessed with COVID and like Brian Brown did it or who knows what happened with Avalon. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were just like whatever we were talking about and – I was like, that's cool too because people aren't obsessed. Like you get saturated with the news cycle. Yeah, you do. You have some other stuff because I just uncover things. Like people send me cool stuff. And and now no one's even talking about it. Yeah, Brian well. Brown did it. Though. Yeah, Brian Brown did it. Avalon RSL. <laughs> yeah. Blood on their hands. They do. <laughs> um, and then obviously this isn't your only print work. Tell us about this. Like what made you Well, I would say that's... Uh, slippery. So book. Slippery uh, is all about oil trading and... Um, I know how much you guys love the stain. Yeah, we oh, love yeah. it. And, and, <laughs> and this, stain, guys. This book starts at um, midnight, grogged out of brain at the stain, at the round bar. Oh, the and, round bar? And it's sort of, it's, it's pretty much very, very, very closely based on some of my experiences. Then it goes a bit haywire and bits. But I just got a call from, um, I was just hammered at the stain on a Friday night and I was riding my BMX back to the Manly Palace where we used to have some big parties, the house I lived in for... Back in the day, and I got a phone call from like I got a phone call from Geneva saying, "Oh, we got your application. Can you be in? Um, can you be in Singapore like next weekend for your interview? And then can you come to Geneva for a simulation trading and all this sort of stuff?" And so that was. Um, Sheesh. Yeah, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Sort of bad phone call. To but you sort of think it's fake because I wake up ne- like I was hammered. And I wake up next day. I go, Did that happen? And I had an email. And it's like business class flights to Singapore and. Um, and I had some trading experience. I'd done, you know, the commodities and stuff. Commodity, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but um, but from that, I um, I was in Shang- I was in Singapore and Shanghai when I got the job, and I was writing emails to my mates in Singapore about Shanghai. Just what a weird place it was. Like on a Sunday, because I had no friends or anything. I was just working like the ha- like you work like a dog and you yeah. Know. Um, but then they're like, oh, no, where's that email? Like, what happened on the train and blah blah blah. So some of these sort of stories from Shanghai. I'd sent emails to guys at work, like commodities trader guys, and they were just like hanging on these stories about Shanghai. Oh, and, so then you uh, just and then I sort of had like, but I had all this stuff in my head that had happened. And so many people in Australia talk about China. No one's been there. Um, and it's a really weird place. There's, you know, funky stuff happening. But then from that, you know, writing a book, I'd never written a book. I was probably 32 when I wrote that. And then um, the afters, the Australian film TV radio school, did the screenwriting and... There's some screenplays out there that hopefully get made one day. Yeah, you've um, written a few. Written a few, but I think like part of the mag too is like just take control of the like the creative field because yeah. there's all these gatekeepers that control who gets in and who doesn't. And yeah. Oh, fuck them. I'll yeah. just do my own thing. Yeah, for sure. And um, then you get the full control of it and it won't yeah. warp the story as much as you wanted as well. Like say if you went to Sydney Morning Herald and said, oh, can I have a job? Tell like you what to write. 38-year-old, you know. <laughs> It's like um, how to lose a guy in 10 days, recommended, good yeah. rom-con. <laughs> it's exactly like that. So then how do you go about writing an issue? So what's the process? How do you do that? 
Well, luckily, again, since the first one, and you've just put 50,000, that seems to be like a critical mass. You just bombard everyone, just spam them in the actual letterbox. People send me so much stuff, and someone might be really obsessed with, say, you know, surfing at Narrabit, or like, say, the Collaroo Seawall, or um, all sorts of stuff, and then they sort of send you stuff, and then they might want to write an article, like, you might be really into, um, like, say, the Vipers Run Club, that's... Oh, yeah, you know, one of them. Um, we're only sponsored by Alex Peralta's Narrowband Run Club <laughs> on the... Ra- Narrowband Run Club will be featured massively with a triple page spread. On there we go. Oh, yeah. perfect. <laughs> there we go. But say, for instance, like, there's so many... Like, this demographic, too, from, like, Spitbridge to Palmy to Terry Hills, there's heaps of awesome people that... They're more talented than any journalist at Sydney Morning Herald, and they might want to write. Like, we can edit it to fit the space. Yeah. Um, the cover artist, too. So it was a friend, Ingrid. She did the first one, which is at Avalon. I said want to have like artistic covers and she Constantly. was like she was probably the hardest to deal with because she just had massive imposter syndrome I was like just send us a photo of that bloody artwork and she's like oh i'm gonna do a fresh one and then you know we almost didn't have a cover because she sort of was so scared like, of it I, I reckon they're fresh but yeah. has there ever been a story about two six foot four tall dark and handsome podcasters <laughs> I th- I feel like that's going to be on, a regular the, thing yeah, this I feel year. Like, yeah, it could be. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Shirts off, glistening in summer after our seventy-five soft. Oh, okay, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just don't know who would go, would it be in the in the state tie? Would it be Lord Zach first or Elliot Duke Elliot? Well, I'm happy to go second. Okay. Well, it's also alphabetical. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty is though, I get to decide at the end. Well, that's, that's true. true. So that's who do you like? I might more. tell you who's. And then yeah. Who do you it. like more? I guess. Um, it's and impossible then, to decide. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Thank I'm, you. Have you seen my smile? Um, <laughs> and obviously from these, uh, there's been um, something that caught my attention as well as Zach's um, being borderline alcoholics. The collaboration with Bucketies, which you're wearing on top of your head. Yes. Um, coming out the day this is released. So as uh, the Northern Beaches top podcast, with the Northern Beaches top magazine, <laughs> can you reveal on our show what it is, even though you've already shared it on your Instagram, but still. Well, Bucketies, um, which is about the same age as the mag. Maybe a like, little backstory on when I was delivering the first issue, Bucketies was still, and maybe people know Bucketies, maybe they don't, but in Brookvale, I was, I don't know, it was like 40 degrees and I had to deliver like 3,000 mags to Brookie. We were sweating the house down. And then there was this distillery that was like no booze. So I walk in and go, oh, what's this place? Go, oh, it's a distillery, like no alcohol. And I was just like really dejected. Yeah, <laughs> so deflated. Like, yeah. why would they do this? Yeah. And then I walk up further, and like around the corner, there's this bucketies was still like a building site, and there's a guy at the front. I go, mate, what's this going to be? And he goes, oh, a brewery. And I go, with beer, with alcohol. He goes, fucking. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, oh. <laughs> and then bucketies is sort of like a startup brewery, and yeah, we've done heaps of these collabs, and then we've done three like fundraising beers with Brentos. Um, and raising Brentos money for Sydney Wildlife and Wires. Nice. And, yeah. Um, but coming up on Wednesday, we've had 35 covers so far. So I've got all the cover arts like blown up, framed. Going to have a great wall of tawny. Yeah. A Bucketty's Great Wall of Tawny. Oh, awesome. Um, and then that'll be there for like six weeks, I suppose. We'll have to go down and have a look at one oh, point. 100%. Yeah. And I, I'll be, I'm super excited to see all of them like next to each other. Yeah. And they'll be fresh. They're all very different. Um, I sort of had a brief for the artist at the start, like just what captures what do anything that captures what you love about the beaches mm. but it never really was that like they don't just do whatever the hell they want and, there's know. one distinctive one i remember was black um i mean i'm yeah. sure you've had more well, that's than probably one. like the the uh, lifeline classic maybe could with, have um, been there was a black background i remember it was really distinctive that's where i kind of first 
noticed yeah. it. But um, back sorry, back to the beer story. How does that conversation like come up? Like, is this like a four a.m. kick ons? Or we should do a beer because that's how this came up. Yeah. Or was it like, or did someone come to you? Or like, hey, how does that process come up of starting a beer? Because it's like one of the hardest things to do is start an alcohol. So, well, I mean, I love beer. Yeah, you know, you're um, a human. Yeah. <laughs> Bucketies, you know, they were part of the framework of the mag very quickly. Um, and then it wasn't this one, but Brentos. This is his most recent cover, but his original July 2021 cover. He sent that quite a few months earlier, and it was a tawny frogmouth with a possum, manly fairy behind it, having beers in the branch of a tree. And I was like, we should just do a beer. Yeah. We've got this mate who has a brewery around the corner, and then. We are trying to think of a name and then by accident I just sent an email to Brent and Nick and I just misspelled Frogmouth Grogmouth. Really? Like, Tawny Grogmouth. <laughs> How good is that? That works. <laughs> and, then, and then they, um, the first one, so Gladys or Bondi, those filthy eastern suburbs, whenever that <laughs> the second lockdown went bananas because of that limo driver or something, in Bondi there was some limo driver around June 15, 2021 when well, your memory COVID impeccable. just went went gangbusters. Yeah. And Gladys kept lying, saying nothing to worry about, nothing to worry about. And then um maybe she wasn't lying, I don't know. But um well, we were gonna have a massive beer launch on July second. And we had oh, the, we no. had the Mayor Regan, we had James Griffin, we had everyone pumped on it. And then maybe June twenty sixth, and all the beers, like they just tasted so good. They looked amazing with the can and everything. And then um June twenty sixth, we're at Bucketies and maybe um Mayor Regan's there and he doesn't drink beer and he's like holding it, he's like pumped on it. And then um, big party next week and then Gladys just shut everything down. And we go, oh, it's probably just going to be like 10 days. We'll be right. We'll still be, have time to do it. Yeah. yeah. Like in November. In like six months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Party in November. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did that hurt Spewing. a bit? Well, say with Bucketies too, because Nick, Nick and Alexi, shout out to Nick and Alexi, it's their, it's their baby, the, the brewery. But Nick had worked in um, property, in commercial property. And the site has two entrances. And that became a drive through bottle shop all through COVID. Oh, my gosh. And so, and, and like, it really affected the mag back then when um, La Nina just kept, it rained. Oh, no, yes, yeah. that's right. So delivering these is hard if it's raining. Yeah, for sure. I didn't even think about that. Oh, it's yeah. a nightmare. El Nino is now, so it's beautiful. Yeah, well, it's dry as. Maybe for you, but <laughs> the rest of us, it's yeah. sweat profusely. <laughs> Not that much. But fun. they had this drive through bottle shop from, like, July to November that like kept the lights on and I remember they had Dwan and Only shout out to Dwan and Only on like um, the sort of brewery sort of ladder thing just playing music you'd drive through get a case of Tawny Grogmouths Dwan would be just killing it then you'd drive out the other entrance you could get like tacos or burgers they had some sort of food truck Um, that is so funny that they but then Nick had the presence of mind to get a venue there's not many venues with two no not not at all I wanted to stay and do that. But they couldn't drive in anyway. No, you can go on a bus. They could do it. Yeah, they could do it. yeah you could come on, figure it out. You're meant to be entrepreneurs. Um, Wolfie, Wolfie can do it. No, we don't go to Wolfie. Good. Yeah. Good. We, we have a personal, unless they want to sponsor us, then obviously we'll bend over for the corporate dollar. But, <laughs> but Got to do what we got to do. Yeah, like, you know, gotta, Is that a challenge? Got to put yeah. food on the Maybe. table. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Wolfie. No, not since they no. did the renovations. They seem to be pretty busy whenever I walk past, so I think they're okay. Yeah, unless you're six foot four, tall, dark, and handsome, which we are. Yes. But, or like a, a model, 
You didn't yeah. jump nude off the balcony you know, recently on no, creatures. No, I don't have the confidence for that. <laughs> not at all. Um, so how many how many of the beers have you dropped? Because you do like drops of them, yep. correct? So how many drops have you done? Is it done three? Three? Yes, I thought I was yep. going to say. I thought it was two or three. And um, they're all a bit different because um, these craft breweries they they take it very serious. I was like, let's just make Tony Grogmouth and just sell it constantly. Yeah. Um, but they want to sort of have it, and it's a fundraising thing anyway. True. For Sydney Wildlife Rescue and. Um, is that what the latest one is for as well? Yeah. yeah cool. And they've got this mobile, I think it's around here in Eleanor, like um, a mobile rescue place where you can take, you know, if you hit a possum or something or a tawny frog mouth, there's this big van that would take them. And then they can actually, they can go mobile and go to Dubbo. If there's a bushfire or something, they can get get there oh, and awesome. take the oh, vets. And, yeah. Well, shout out to Wires, isn't it? Yeah, it is Wires. So there's Wires. Yeah. And then there's the more local one is Sydney Wildlife Rescue. Well, shout out to both of you. Yeah. yeah. Doing God's work. Have and to Brentos, he does heaps of art stuff to help those brands. Yeah, he, had, he he was on the website where he had all the collaborations and stuff, correct? Well, most recently, he's Peter Alexander. He's done the, the um, pyjamas for Peter Alexander. That's my girlfriend will be seriously impressed. <laughs> That's all she wears. Um, Very soft. Yeah, just seriously. Which, um, are, which of the beers was your favourite that you've had? I feel like the second one really, really popped, you know, but there's... Very rarely going to be a beer that I don't just yeah. really what, get what, into. What's the latest one going to be like? Well, so the latest one, we sort of almost sold it all, um, the Tawny Grogmouth 3.0. Yeah. And that was a bit darker. Um, yeah, see, so I'm not in the dark Well, place. yeah. Yeah. I think, um, but then like Brentos's artwork was a bit darker. Okay. More like, we're going to do like a nighttime, a black one to begin with, yeah. but we didn't. Um, and then we'll have to have a chat with Nick next week, what we do this year. Yeah. And, oh, um, so you, is it like one a year? Yeah, normally like around September. Yeah. But it, we should bring it forward because the first one, there's this thing called Gabs, which is the Beer Design Festival. So the first one, I think you need to enter it by July 31 or something. Yeah, for sure. But so the first one, I think we were number three, oh. then we were number two, and then this year we did it too late to enter. Oh, okay. Would have been number one, 100%. Yeah. Are next you, time. Sorry to stay on beer, but I do love beer. <laughs> and Very we can't drink at the moment, so we're struggling. Um, so in these making these craft beers and stuff, because like we want to do a vodka eventually. Amazing. But it's a different different playing field. Like I know you, a guy who could, are you yeah. just really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um when you go into these conversations, like is there like a specific time of year if you want like a, a fruity one? Do you have to have like a certain things going like how does that all work and what were conversations i guess were you having to you know choose the right one and then what did you taste any that you almost spat out <laughs> um i just gave it to the experts and, yeah okay. and nick i said what do you want to do yeah. do you want to do a beer to begin with yeah yes okay anything you want will help or you know sure um has it got alcohol in it? i'll drink it yeah <laughs> very nice but i think the second we had um some the bush to bowl dudes at um terry hill they had some Lemon myrtle. There was some magic ingredient from the Bush to Bowl guys, I reckon, in the second one. that Because oh, really? I've got a lot of mates, all they drink is like whatever's the cheapest case. So that might move from BB <laughs> to new to can't drop yeah. to whatever. And they even, and I mean, obviously I'm in that category as well. Yeah. But um, they were like, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like they cool. would, I reckon they would have paid $100 or whatever to buy the case. Yeah. Because I'm not sure if you know Mountain Culture, that really, really schmick beer from Blue Mountains. And they're, they're like 150 bucks a case or something. Ouch. So me and my brother go, let's just try this out. And we just go, oh, 
Good. It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you're Maybe sort of addicted. So it's not. It's not it's like your great. Not yeah. like your great Northerns. <laughs> well, uh, that's the highest selling beer in the country. I just don't get it. That's because um, that's all you can get in Queensland. Yes. Yep. <laughs> like, have and you been up to Queensland? I lived Brief- there briefly in Corumbin. I lived about eight meters north of the border. And okay. Like, so yeah, I'd always like to try and walk walk home to New South Wales. Anywhere past Brisbane. Yeah. Well, it's just four X a great Northern. Yeah. Like you can't. You literally can't get anything else. So it's a. It's a skewed yeah. market. Well, because it's so hot up there too, I found guilty pleasure that I thought 4X was great. I think 4X is really good. <laughs> if it's 35 degrees and it's Christmas and in... Yeah, I've no, never really got around them. I've never given them a crack. They're just super, have to. They're just super light. Yeah, okay. But, but if, you have, com- if it's Christmas Day in Queensland, you have a VB, like you just pl- plastered in like oh, 20 yeah, seconds. Oh, yeah, you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big, uh, big light beer drinkers up there. Yeah. Because more my yeah. cousins live in Brisbane. Yes. So it's like light beers, 4X... We have to get onto um, your Tigers supporter because I'm a Tigers supporter. Are you? Oh, yeah. Actually. Oh, yeah. Let's fucking do it. Let's rip the bandaid off. <laughs> fun, fun fact, my uncle was a Tigers supporter as well. When I was a lot younger, we went to we were able to what? go to the West Tigers clubhouse. Why didn't you Why didn't you jump on the train then? Uh, do your I was. Proud. I supported them for ages. I've met what, uh, what, Benji what happened? Marshall, He Brent supported Hodson. three different teams. He went uh, from Brisbane. five. You know, I heard you the Brisbane supporter because of the jersey or something. Or, no, no, it wasn't the jersey. Denim that was Camp. Ruben. Um, yes. It was... Carmichael Hunt. Oh, of course. Oh, Carmichael Hunt. And then Darren Lockyer winning all the Origins helped me support Uh, them. Don't you reckon he looks like Anthony Milford? (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And Ken Mamala. And luckily you don't have the voice of Lockyer. Oh, I'm stoked. Nearly had it. I had tonsil surgery the (laughs) other week because I nearly couldn't talk for a while. Yeah, nearly couldn't talk. But we're back. Otherwise things could have been real bad for Christmas. Um, Yeah, let's talk about it. But what brought you to the Tigers then? Uh, I really like the colour orange. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Tigers were cool Oh no It was actually I used to have a Like a Teddy (laughs) That was like a tiger When I was like Four Yep And when I was at school And then obviously Like when you get into Like kindy Like You just Impressioned Yep Started going for them And then like The next year They had like Benji Won the comp So I was like Oh, I should probably stick with this. <laughs> and then it's been downhill ever since. I mean, you're a proper committed because so I'm born in 1980 and I grew up in Balmain, Leichhardt so Oval, and they were never the West Tigers, the Balmain Tigers. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with Wayne Pierce, Blocker Roach, yeah, I know all Zero, Gary Blocker Jack. Roach is a hard listen. Oh, <laughs> I, I, when I was at primary school, Blocker Roach came to do like a speech at the school and he was lost and I was at the playground. He asked me where to go. I was like, so pumped. Yeah. But 88 and 89 grand finals... I was lucky enough to go to both those grand finals and we were robbed by um, the Raiders and by Canterbury Bulldogs. Like, just... I can't believe Terry Lamb, they let him coach the club even though he took out our best player, like, completely on purpose. Yeah. Elry Hanley, the Black Pearl. Um, but they were really good. They're like, and then the fact they won in 05 was, like, out of the blue. Oh, yeah, but um, the team was stacked. Like. But the fact, like, that flick pass and stuff, again, like, I was at that game... Amazing, and then we went back to where the the Lee's Club is on on um, Victoria Road. On yeah, and um, Benji Marshall came out. There's everyone like there's a sea of everyone. Everyone's like the street, the whole suburbs shut down. And Benji Marshall, all like holding up the trophy, and then they all just go inside and they just leave the trophy oh <laughs> like at the front gosh. step. Yeah, and like everyone's like someone should have just grabbed it. And I'm just there with my little bro going, "What the hell's doing?" And then it took like maybe five minutes, and someone like some sort of Admin guy just ran out and grabbed it. Jeez. But you could have just run off into the Imagine abyss if with that thing. Imagine someone staunched it. Didn't get into the clubhouse? Well, it got in after five minutes. But oh, no, that did was you? So, um, I think we got in. Eventually. Um, 
big and, and obviously I'm a Northern Beaches uh, media mogul, so I love the Seagulls and I love, you know, Cliffy Lines and Beaver Menzies are the two greatest apart from maybe... Tommy. Well, I mean, Scott Prince and Benji was a phenomenal duo. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, but I think Cliffy Lines and Beaver... I like Beaver. Yeah, it's as good as it gets. I hate Manly. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I just hate my friends who go for Manly. Well, Brookie and um, well, Four Points Park yeah. and Leichhardt Oval are so similar. Yeah, and it's such are. a good place. Yeah. It's, it's just really painful when they go and play Parramatta Stadium or they pay to play at these massive stadiums. Well, their home game and Magic Round is uh, Suncorp because of uh, the yeah. cash. We need uh, to get up to a Magic Round. A one packed day. Brookie Oval or a packed Leichhardt is just... Amazing. I really want to go to a packed Leichhardt one day. Apparently there's like... There's only three games I've a been, year. I've yeah. actually been to one. It was awesome. But yeah. Way younger as well. But so I'm, I'm a like, like my... From age like five to 15 when you just idolise the players. Like I don't yeah. even know who any of the players are now. Anymore. But in my head, it's still Gary Jack against Laurie Daly yeah. against Gary Belcher. I'd pay yeah. a lot of money for us to have prime Benji back. <laughs> Although Jerome Lewis is coming. Nice. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I love how they just sacked the whole board. Yeah, so do so I. Gangster. It's the best yeah. decision that's ever been made. And Scott yeah. Fulton got the sack. Yeah, just just do it. Yeah. But have you got anything? Did you have any? I had a question as well. Changing gears back to the mag. Yeah, I don't know how we got there. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been ever a story that's really impacted you that you've been thinking about that you've written about in it? That you've yeah, like, I mean, stuck with you? Well, I mean, most of them do because, like, again... I feel like a lot of journalists, they want to go and live in New York or London or something. They don't really take... They sort of look down their nose at the people around them. And so, like, I'm just, like, in awe of anyone doing anything. Like, there might be... There's an there's an old lady who lives sort of down the hill here at North Narrabeen who's almost 100. We haven't actually done a story on her, but where she lives, it's up about 400 steps. And, like, hopefully she's not dead. But, um, <laughs> but then you meet her and she's, like, so she knows everything about Narrabeen. She knows everything about the streets. And, and she, she marched. like she, she did like a protest and stood on the street one day so they wouldn't knock down a tree or whatever. Um, but trying to think of a specific story, um, the, the very first issue, so one of the things I like, there's a thing called Silicon Brookie. So I love like Brookvale is sort of known as, it doesn't have the highest reputation. Um, Who said that? to Someone, the highest guy said that. Oh, those yeah, exact words, yeah, yeah. Silicon Brookvale, those exact words. Well, so say like you don't have to be a business in Brookvale, but if you're on the beaches and you're doing innovative stuff and we can give you a shout out, hopefully like you end up listing on the NASDAQ for a trillion dollars or whatever. The very first issue, my two buddies, uh, Timmy and Stu, who are dragon, or one's a dragon supporter, one's a filthy Raiders supporter. Poor bloke. And but, poor bloke. But one's a, he used to be a Qantas pilot, now the guy was a showrunner for the Matty Johns show. And then they just... We're doing drone stuff of farms and using all this data to get to create basically a digital footprint of a huge farm. You know, these farms take like five days to travel across. It's called Agronomy. And I was like, I, I, they've been doing it for a while, but it's like the first issue. We've got to do a story on you guys because they went to this pub out where I can't think of like Trangy or I don't know, someplace out west and just bought all the farmers' beers and just said, just tell us what your problems are on the farm. And, you know, they're two dudes from Freshy. And now that's sort of gone and they've sort of digitised agriculture to the point where you have like a big hologram of your farm and pretend to like bulldoze this part and know that it's going to flood here so don't put your farming stuff here. And right. like they might list yeah. for a billion dollars one day. Um, yeah, especially in Australia. But like the idea that they're in on the beaches, they've never farmed. They're not farmers. Yeah, no. And they're like, you know, their best clients are like these massive cotton farms or whatever, you know. So stuff like that. 
I get super pumped on. Yeah. And then it sneaks, um, sort of sneaks into people's con- – like if you went and said, oh, do you want to invest in a company? You sent people an email. It's like, if you sort of like just have it in the mag and someone's reading it when they're on the dunny or something, you know. And there's some really capable people in this demographic. Like there's some people – Maybe there's a few thousand where if it costs $10 or $10 million, if they want it, they want to be part of it. They'll pay. They're in, you know, which is pretty lucky to have that. Have you, um, do you have like a, I know it's hard to say, but do you have like a, a, like a a favorite one or one that just like really sticks out for you to go, oh, that's random or anything? Well, obviously, so Brentos, because we do the beers, he's actually had three covers, which maybe some other artists are a bit jealous of. Um, And obviously I like his stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, He's done three, so he's clearly a favourite. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, it's, it's basically the artists as well. It's such good coverage and exposure for them to be on 50,000 mags and it's so hard to make a living as an artist. And so I believe in them, you know, I'm paying a fortune to print them and deliver them each month. And then people like, Australians don't really, I mean, that's why having the art display at a brewery, it's very hard to get a lot of Australians to go to a gallery. Yeah. yeah. But they love, like Mambo, it's like Mambo, like, so say tradies that would never go to a gallery, they actually really like art. Or they might buy a cool T-shirt or something because it's got the design and the arts on it. Yeah, for sure. And so to show them off and hopefully they get value for their career, you know, it's epic. It makes the mag look so much better than a big great celebrity it. on there. It just reminds yeah. me of like tr- old Tracks magazines. Totally. It's like the vibe I get. Yeah. I love it. The fact that you know what Tracks mags are and you're so young is uh, you're a student I was, I was, of print. I was um, in a dying... <laughs> One of the final in a dying era. Are they even still yeah. around? Um, yeah, but it's more, I think you, they get dedicated subscribers that maybe buy an annual subscription. It yeah. gets home delivered. Yeah. Um, and they're all trying to do clips online. And I mean, the surf industry as a whole is in big trouble because, you know, back when I was when I was your age, I reckon I would buy a new pair of boardies like every six weeks and the, um, I'd buy Surfer Mag, Waves Mag's pretty sort of local one, Tracks Mag. All my money went to mags and i'm sure that was the only way to advertise a product so i'm sure they were killing it mm. it's just these smartphones you know people too many kids although the corners of the earth guys killed it yeah did, did you watch it no well i need to that's the project blank um yeah. when they went to russia when yeah. the ukraine war started crazy sorry mitch i haven't watched it yet oh, um okay. but um no i'm gonna i might watch it tonight then. yeah no it's freaking pretty intense yeah but absolutely yeah. mad Legends. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you had to... So how do you guys meet? Oh, What's this? Sure. Like, there's so much charm and charisma and like yeah. love that comes through the yeah, screen. Yeah. You guys. can interview us. <laughs> we, we, we met uh, a few years ago through... A, a I don't friend, even remember. A friend of mine, it was before a music festival, it was the pre's before, and you were friends of friends of... Uh, shout out Cooper. Oh, listen was, out when was, I shaved my head. I'm not sure if you shaved your head, but it was oh. at that pre's and then it just became like one of those... Groups that were extended, like whenever there was parties, whenever there was like events on, we were always together. together. Like you'd finish school. you Yeah, yeah, we finished yeah. school. Yeah. Did and you then, just sort of spontaneously just start interviewing people? And you nah, we were in Byron and uh, I'd like just gone through a breakup and we were like hammered. Yeah. And I was like, we were just, I was literally, oh, well, I was basically saying like, I don't really have any hobbies. Like I'd kind of just go to the gym, work. Like it was my first year out of uni and it was a bit of like a reality check being like oh like i don't really do anything and then like i just i wanted to think of a way that hopefully one day we could love what we do and make money mm. and then so, so this is a relatively new blossoming relationship you haven't known each other since preschool or something no so. oh, it was, five oh, years we've been from about we were still in school 
would have been. Sure. Or maybe just out. Just out, just out of just school. Out. I would have been, yeah, well, we would have just been 18. But I'm 27 in I'm like tw- three weeks. I'm 25. Yeah, so 25. he's a year older than me. But no, there's like phenomenal um, chemistry you guys. And you bouncing <laughs> off each other, you know. Pretty people got to stick together. So and it's, been, it's been fun. Cause <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, get, it's getting hard out there. The whip, what's that from? It's a bender. So we have, <laughs> so we have, we, our group calls a vendor, like the whip, but it can just be anything like, yeah, but it was like, it's not, we wanted to name it around that because it tend to be, it was like an afters when everyone's sitting around talking. So that's yeah. or like a praise, like you yeah. got a praise, like let's yeah. get on the whip. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's just a drinking session. Mm. Like essentially. Awesome. Well, and which is just time this so badly with your fitness regime at the moment. Well, no, we'll do it we again. We've been hammering it. We'll do it again. Um, I'm committing to just like one drinking night a week. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. big Saturday. So guys. Saturday's the day. Yeah, big Saturday, guys. Well, when you become a dad with kid, we have our trivia night at the Stain on Wednesday, and that's like our Saturday night. Just, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> but Razzle, who does the trivia in the mag, he did this. So our team's called the Triviologist, and um, he said, "Oh, and, um, shout out to the Triviologists who have told all their better halves that trivia finishes at two in the morning." <laughs> <laughs> does it? <laughs> Finish like eight thirty. Yeah. <laughs> but you get home at two. <laughs> sometimes. sometimes yeah <laughs> but i think um the older you get too if you have sort of four beers you're asleep for two days it's oh, horrendous yeah. so I'm I, I'm it. my, I remember i still remember my first hangover like floored me mm. so and I it's just getting worse and worse well. it's getting worse yeah i feel like it's like one of those moments like where were you when steve Irwin died like <laughs> where were you when you had your first hangover like no one can forget and then um i suppose doing the podcast for you guys is there certain moments where you really like there's so much work that goes into it is there something that really just you froth out on and well <laughs> I just one day paying my rent yes. yeah <laughs> so that's what we love saying that joking like we yeah. love would love to get paid by one day but what i really love about it because i grew up always making like nerf videos and stuff my yeah yeah you man and the, the old neighbor kid but what i really loved about it is that and what we've been doing recently because it took a bit of time but i wanted to establish it as a platform that if we had friends that were giving something a crack, yeah. they could come on similarly like how, how you do with the Perfect. magazine. Yeah. So we had um, Cam, our friend, who's just opened the gym in Brookvale. Yep. So it was like, out. we might still be a small platform, but it's something that he can come on, he can share mm. videos. Brenton, the guy from Big Brother, he's launching his TV show. He can reach out, he's got content. It's, that's, that's for me, that fires me up and makes me able to keep doing it for free. Mine's, mine's talking shit and forcing people to listen. <laughs> Does it for me. No, because you're a bit more giggly and you've just got this well, baritone like one. seriousness. Well, it's yeah. a good combo. Yeah. And if we can get fresh prints on here, we'll be giggling the house down. Now, I've been been telling him. Yeah, we've been trying ages. to get him on. We'd love to hear all his surfing stories. It'd be a nice yeah. like reminiscing on the stain nights. Him. He actually had my 24th birthday party at his house. I remember that. Night. Awesome. That was fun. Well, there was no that. swell last year with... El Nino, but the year before I was, I was super keen to do some because he's just such a charger and have a story like maybe with him and Tom Carroll or like the different Tom Carroll, yeah, because he's still maybe in his sixties and he's charging like yeah, massive waves. Um, and then there's just been no swell. I'm um, good family friends. Like oh. I know him. He used to he came to the hospital when I was born. Oh, yeah. legend. So, yeah. Do you know him? Well, I've met him kind of over the years through surfing, and yeah. we share the same surname. But um, that's what I was going to say. I um, saw your name, and I saw I was like Nick and Tom. Yeah, and then you said, but you they're both about four like, foot tall. So yeah, they are um, very short. I'm more towards your guy. So um, it's like growing up watching him surf at Newport, and just out of control how good he was, and then so open with some of his demons and things over yeah, the years, sure. and and then just such a frother. 
yeah. and does heaps of stuff for charities. Has he still got the shop? No, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Um, I actually should get him on. I don't know why I've never thought of it. But that. if we could, if we could sort of engineer twenty-five foot waves with Kel, Fresh Prince, and Tommy, Tom Carroll, just surfing some bomb place, that'll I have to obviously expand the mag to be like a two hundred page edition. Yeah, a big uh, a big photo one that expands totally. out and opens up. And <laughs> yeah. Holly Warren, the women's. Yeah, she lives just down there. And I think, I think Laura Enova, she won the biggest wave last year or something for yeah, okay. you know a Narrabeen girl. Look yeah. at us go, Narrabeen. <laughs> God's well, country. Between Narrabeen and Manly, like the surfing talent, and no shade on any of the other beaches, but um, there's so many world champs, men's yeah. and women's, um, but none of them have the swagger that. Fresh Prince of Man. Uh, he's definitely one of a kind, isn't he? Yeah, he's such a <laughs> and if they were to test like how much alcohol was in his system at like a 7am, like, yeah. they'd be like, oh my God, that guy's yeah. a freak. I don't, yeah, I don't think uh, USADA would let him get away with. But he's on our, on our Lifeline Classic surf team. Yeah. Oh, so yes. Sorry, yes, yeah. the Lifeline Classic. So what's going on with that? So every year, um, so Lifeline, you know, the fact they do the 24-7, you know, crisis line, I think it's just untouchable. Because if someone's having a bad time, they're probably not going to have a meeting at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, you know, no. you know go and talk about it. Um, but the big thing they do is this surf comp, which is a tag team thing. Cunningham's and Man Anchor keep winning it. I reckon they stack their team. But yeah. I've stacked my team with pros and stuff, so can't <laughs> sort of complain. Who's on your team? Well, so Kel, Fresh Prince of Manly. And then um, we had Dayan Neve, who was on the world tour. Day Ulf, shout out, uh, plants-based. Um and then a good man of mine, Sticko, and Michael West. So Michael West does um, the real solid journalism, like calling out like corruption in politics and big companies not paying tax, uh, and me. So we got to the quarters, I think. Um, but in it's a tag team thing where you've got a limited time. Yeah. And okay. so it was, I think Dayan went first, and then Sticko, and then Kells, because Kells is like a phenomenal barrel rider. And so <laughs> the waves were really good at, at Curly. It was just perfect day, Saturday morning, and... And like I was after Kells, and I was just—I think I've surfed like five times since I've started this mag, and I'm just batting the yeah. house down. And um, I go to Kells, and go, mate, if you can like get a perfect ten, like that's better than just getting two crappy ones and coming in. Yeah. I'm gonna like just take this hat and get out. Oh, and then he like waited and waited, and Dan's going, just catch up, eh? And then, yeah. but then like the most amazing—I think we've got photos on the Instagram, like just this perfect right barrel, and, he, and we're like, oh, he's too deep, he's gonna, oh no. And then he like just whizzed it through, and then he got clipped at the end. Oh, but if he'd got the perfect ten, you know, we would have got through. And if he wasn't, and then I just had like a minute to paddle out and didn't get anything. That's fine. Oh, okay. I didn't really want to say. Um, but no, that's our team. And then, if any of the the listeners and the viewers want to enter a team, you have to commit to trying to raise five thousand dollars. Okay, which wow. is not easy. But no. and like, if you're on my team, I just spru- I just you know, I'm no no sort of uh, shrinking violet when it comes to ha- asking people for money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can sort of do the heavy. I, I, I doubt. I doubt Fresh Prince called anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you got to try and raise five grand, and then I think they raised a hundred grand for oh, the yeah. event, and then um, and that just that the crisis lines and all the stuff they do. What what are the dates? It'll be their finals in now, but I, I think it'll be around late September, mid to late September. Late September. And Imagine they- the whip team. <laughs> we'd be epic. Right, we'd put them all. We'd put all the lifeguards into business. <laughs> but so there's this really so freshy like the the campus with all the fit groms. So you've got to, it's a tag team. Where you've got to like surf, catch a wave, and run up the beach and tag yeah. your mate. And so like our team, like, <laughs> like you get you go, <gasps> like I almost I was sucking them in for like at least fifteen minutes, and then these 
these like shred lords, like they're seventeen year olds, like they're just like just bolting in, like tagging, like they kept running, like, up the, like, like they didn't even slow stop. motion, like but a, they're yeah. I think they did win it, but um, young people, eh? Oh, it's funny. Maybe we should start yeah. going to beaches and just being like talent scouts, building up our team. Now, you probably shouldn't say that when he's just said seventeen year olds. Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> talking shit. <laughs> but it so a lot of the walkers. <laughs> Oh well, a lot of the walkers, a lot of my, the, the tawny foot soldiers are teenagers. Yeah, and then we had a new one starting DY, and my mate lives directly opposite. I said, "Mate, can you keep an eye on him?" He goes, "Oh, thanks, mate. Just, just <laughs> spying on thirteen-year-olds. Just yeah, what I need." On a yeah, kid I'll be magazine. Police custody before the end of the week. Yeah, <laughs> especially in DY. Oh yeah, shout out to DY. Shout out to DY. DY is the heart and soul of the man. I think that's thirteen thousand of the fifty thousand go to DY. That's so, crazy, fifty thousand. That is nuts. That's no, big effort. Yeah. Yep. All those kids earning that. That's almost as many money. listeners as you have. 13,000. 50,000. No, well, we've got a TikTok with 90, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Amazing. On yeah. this uh, balmy evening. The number really one Northern Beaches podcast. Absolute honour. Thanks for inviting me. No, thanks for coming on. No, thank you for coming on. Northern Beaches number one magazine with the Northern Beaches number one podcast. So everyone go follow the Tawny Froggy Mouth on Instagram. Did I say it right? The right tag? Yeah. And look out the tawny frog in a letterbox near you. Yes, coming to a letterbox near you. And if it also, doesn't get to your letterbox, um, just go to a local. Book? On the book, Slippery. Read that. I've actually been reading the back and almost started pissing my pants about the uh, Shanghai office and chasing fast money. Well, I, I hope you like it. And um, you had the... I was just listening to Flynn, schooners. Five by Flynn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the protagonist name's Flynn James. Okay. He's oh, a yeah. very, very naughty boy. Oh, really? <laughs> so, I like that name, Flynn. I think it's like in like Flynn, Errol It's not Flynn. even his name. Well, I, I learned that on the drive up here listening oh, to the podcast. Oh, there yeah. we go. He's done his Shout out to his brother. Yeah, his brother, Shout out to his brother. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm sure we'll do some stuff in the future. Well, so, well the article, the Pulitzer winner will be oh, yes. soon. Us in the mag. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. St- I'll start sending in some writings. Yeah. My, my musings on a Sunday morning. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Guys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you.